Ingram Smith, Bud Elliott, back again for another episode of the Nolcast as we make our way through our position preview series. Want to thank our friends for the Table Restaurant Group. Want to remind you that uh, LaborDayTailgate.com, LaborDayTailgate.com is the website to purchase tickets for the LSU, FSU tailgate there in Orlando. You can find out additional information about it, but that is the website. And thank you to Matt and his team for making podcasts like these possible. All right, bud. We found a way to basically preview this group in almost every other position preview that we've done, just as a reflection point of our excitement surrounding the wide receiver unit. Um, Let's jump into it, man. This is going to be fun. Florida State has some dynamic pieces, and it added a real dynamic one, too. So uh, let's talk about this group and very much – Look forward to just uh, talking about what's possible when you've got two six foot four plus demons running uh, running down the sideline. So, oh, you want to do receivers and tight ends in the same one? Uh, we could combine or we could split it out. It's up to you at this point. I, and Graham, I, I I think that the, the tight ends deserve. I think they should. They, a they need a breakout episode this year. Like I'm finally. Didn't, didn't ex- you do the solo tight end like the 65 I, second preview last year or whatever? I, I, yeah. I believe I did. Yeah, and let's we did, we did the linebacker at the bar and tight end as you took your trash out or something like that, but <laughs> uh, uh, or some other similar short uh, domestic. We, we could have done it as a YouTube short. That's right. We could yeah. have. Yeah, I, I yeah. Might, might have been been cleaning the barbecue grill or or the uh, the the fire pit. All right. Let's do tight ends. Let's give these guys like a solid like seven or eight minute discussion for the position. And then we we can I I think I need like a full 25 on, on just receiver. Cool. All right. So last year, Cam McDonald uh returned. We weren't sure if he was gonna return at some at one point, and then uh he decided to return. Here were the stats. Uh, he was in on 457 offensive snaps. He uh, he ran 202 routes. He was targeted 35 times. He caught 21 of those targets for 312 yards. That's a, uh, that's a catch rate of 60%, which uh, was about the lowest on the team for anybody of that kind of volume. Um, Johnny Wilson, a little bit less, but w- w- that's not a drop issue necessarily, like relative. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that more. On the receiver episode, um, 80% of its targets were labeled as catchable, uh, and he ended up with 8.9 yards per target. Did have one touchdown on the season, and uh, here's the problem. He had an 11.4% drop rate, which is basically just inexcusably bad, honestly, for a tight end where, where your, your average depth of target is is not particularly high. Almost all his snaps came I mean, over over three quarters of his snaps were as an inline tight end. Uh, I am not trying to run down Cam McDonald as a player. Cam McDonald's uh, maintaining and, and remaining on the roster was sort of indicative of where the roster was when he got there and how it evolved over time. And he he held on to his starting job. But if you are trying to win the ACC title, if you're trying to go to the playoff, if you're trying to elevate and maybe run good, right? Maybe win a playoff game. Hell, maybe win two. That would be really, really cool. 
you're going to need more from your tight end. Uh, if you are the best damn blocker in the world, I will probably live with an 11.4% drop rate. We just won't target you that much. I can't really have an 11.4% drop rate from a tight end who nobody would classify as a blocking tight end, right? Like if you're a receiving tight end, I need you to do be better at the receiving part of the tight end position. Kim Donald had, had a nice career. I assume he got his degree and that's awesome. I don't know if he's in the NFL or not. I, I hope he, he's, you know, he's trying to make a roster. That'd be cool. Uh, but I think they've upgraded this position a lot, man. And I am excited to talk about it. It starts with Jaheim Bell. I mean, obviously Kyle Morlock is a guy that we're going to have time to t- discuss as well. Uh, Bell, a kid that you bring in from South Carolina. Just looks like an NFL player going through practice. I mean, that 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 is what it looks like. Now we'll have to see how much that translates to uh, to Saturdays or or uh, two Sundays from now. But uh, damn, dude! Like, so the hotel that I stay at, I, I wasn't like doing any spying, but the they they were doing some work on um, on some of the practice fields. Exactly. <laughs> Doing some of the work on the practice fields, so they moved them over the intramural field. And uh, the my beloved Indigo there looks overlooks the practice fields. So I, you know, I'm not gonna not watch practice, bud. Uh, even if it's just a, a player's walking through or a, a player led practice, rather. First guy to catch your eye, Gene Bell. I mean, it just it's a different looking level of athlete uh, when. Again, for the sidewalk fan, for the for the guy who's just popping back in and maybe not even the level that listens to a podcast like this, can't wait till they try to figure out who the hell this guy is the first play of the LSU game or the first series of the LSU game or whatever. I mean, it's this is going to be like a, hey, where did this guy come from? Because he, he looks like what he looks like. He looks like a guy that's got a chance to play on Sundays for a considerable amount of time if he's got the right approach. And uh, with all due respect to Cam McDonald, that is not a conversation that you've been able to have about the tight end position in a long, long time. Very good athlete. Now, he's a little bit smaller than Cam was in terms of height. I think weight-wise, they're kind of similar, uh, like not, not, not worlds different. Both certainly would be classified as receiving tight ends. Um, last year, so or you got your jumbo tight end. We're gonna we're gonna make our we're, way to him too. Oh yeah, it, very very impressive in his own right. But yes, no doubt about it. Um, so last year, thirty targets, twenty five catches. He lined up all over the field for South Carolina, which I'll get to. South Carolina fans, if you check out their message boards, uh, they think he has bad hands. Six point seven percent drop rate. That's about half of what you had in Tallahassee last year. Given this guy's like ability to make people miss after the catch, uh, I I can kind of live with that, honestly. Like that's not that's not crazy. He's also a guy that you can uh, target deep a little bit. And last year, I mean, like South Carolina's offense was really poorly coached. Um, sorry if you're a Nebraska fan and they they hired that coordinator, but like they they were and they <clears throat> they had injuries to the running back position, and they. Bell clearly wanted more touches. Like, like we don't need to beat around the bush on that. And they moved him to running back. And he had 73 rushes last year. I, if you watched him, 
what South Carolina did too, like they would hand this guy the ball even when he was lined up as sort of an offset tight end and run kind of this tight end around stuff, which although a guy named Micah Pittman was not a tight end, that is certainly a play Florida State has run on the goal line a lot with Pittman from that sort of reduced split. So I think Jaheim Bell is a guy who athletically is a mismatch for linebackers for sure. He's extremely tough to catch uh, when he has the ball in his hands. I think he's a guy you can hand the football to. He's very comfortable as a runner. Uh, he needs to be a willing blocker and fully understand all, all of what they need him to do in terms of, of you know pass pro to the extent he's not out in a, pa- in a pattern or if you're lining him up in the backfield. like That's going to be a big part of this too, right? Like Florida State doesn't really use a traditional fullback. They play a lot of 11. They, they play some 12. I, I know Lundy can be a, a fullback on the goal line and they, they've shown that in prior years, et cetera. Uh, but like, if you're Mike Norvell, you have to be excited about having a piece that you can move all around who you actually want to use and not just sort of a decoy. So having him there, I, I think, is a fairly is a fairly cool piece for this offense. We've talked all offseason about how it makes a lot of sense for him to fill in uh, in that Micah Pittman role some. I also think he's a guy you want to throw the ball on screens, you know, and and make, make a corner tackle Jaheim Bell. So um, if he's a guy, I don't know. Like, how many touches do you want him to get this year? Like, like a, a maybe four to seven a game. Yeah, I, I think that's yeah, like like fifty to seventy touches overall. He's not going to have quite as many touches as he did last year because Florida State well, is not going to go be a running back, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Like I, I, the people on Twitter were hitting me with with the like, look, look at how many broken tackles this guy said last last year. It's like, yeah, that is amazing for a tight end, but. I would be curious as to how many he had. It, it, and clearly, like the guy breaks tackles great for a tight end. I do want to know how many of those came when he was handed the ball as a running back because like his missed tackle numbers are just so much better than any other tight end. Uh, Brock Bowers is pretty good too, obviously. But uh, yeah, like, I think this guy is, a, is a definitely a mismatch, man. And you have some real freaks on the outside. And this is, uh, this is part of a, a very dangerous skill core for the Knolls. Kyle Morlock. Yes, the joke at this point or the uh, reference is old, but still. Shorter college to Florida State is not a path that you see or hear a whole lot of. Morlock last year in the uh, GSC, whatever that is, I'm not going to click the link to find out, uh, was the first Greater Southern College, you think? Uh, Or conference? Greater Southern Conference, perhaps. Again, not clicking it. Not clicking it. Not clicking it. No, I don't Oh, I totally missed. I don't need banner ads from the GSC for the next week moving forward. Uh, It's your online degree. 30 passes for 446 yards, six touchdowns, first team. I've been blown away by how quickly Morlock has adapted to this. Uh, Morlock is another guy that if it's just two-hand touch, yeah, you're taking Bell and you're taking the two wide receivers before him. There's not too many people afterwards. I mean, the guy is impressive, and as his body grows out more and more, I think Kyle Morlock is going to blow some people away next year and it's going to have some people very impressed by where he is in that process, even this year. Um, I'm interested to see how he does in run blocking. I mean, again, it's obvious, it's redundant, but turning a defensive end in the GSC and, and trying to turn a, a defensive end from Ole Miss or something, or excuse me, LSU or uh, you know, I don't know, Clemson I don't know where Florida. you would play Ole Miss, but I'm on a lot of, a lot of, 
a lot of drugs right now trying to deal with a head cold. So sure, Ole Miss came out of my mouth. I'm just going to roll with it. Um, you could play Ole Miss in a in an Orange Bowl. Sure, like that, that's yes. a reasonable outcome for an ACC title. ACC the the Keon Coleman Bowl, uh, as that will be referred to. Um, nah, man. I mean, Morlock is going to be a real player, and there's another real player, man. And I don't. I'll let you speak on Morlock, but Marquise and Douglas is something else. I, I was a little surprised when we got the weights back and Douglas was plus 11 plus 12 or whatever. I would have probably guessed that maybe he would have been aiming for minus six or minus seven I, moves just as well, if not better than he did last year. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, he's got to be careful that he doesn't make himself look to tackle in some tackle eligible type situations, but dude, the guy's an absolute athlete and has been really, really impressive in practice. You've got three tight ends that would have taken probably 70% of the snaps last year. Uh, any of them would have. Um, and that's even with Morlock adjusting to the, you know, the level of competition and the curve there. So uh, I'm really excited, thrilled with what you can do um, package wise. You know, I don't know that you're going to get all three of these guys on the field all that much, but uh, man, you can get two of them on the field in different ways and do some really fun and interesting stuff with them. You, you said something interesting. I, I want to pick your brain on. So if McDonald and Douglas had come back, and you didn't get Bell, and you didn't get Morlock. You think there's a real chance that that, McDon- that McDonald gets passed up, like this year? Zero doubt in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Zero doubt in my mind. I mean, he's 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 big. He's a big boy, and he'll block your ass off. But he's impressive catching the ball. I mean, he's got great hands. You can see, and this is cliche, but it's true. You can see the basketball player in him. You can see him use his body. Um, this this would be your starting tight end if Cam if McDonald was on your roster without a doubt in my mind. We we just did the offensive line preview. You may notice we're wearing the same clothes. We're, we're knocking a couple of these out at one time. For for twenty four, right? You, if you lose Bless Harris and and, and you lose Byers, right at, at, at tackle, and maybe maybe you lose like, like like a Rob Scott too, and you're starting you know Jalen and 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 you're starting. Another young guy. The ability to play twelve personnel with Morlock and Biscuit on the field, uh, and and mixing in Thomas, a young guy, coming in, is uh, is really kind of a, a comforting thing, I think, to somebody. Wh- wh- whether it's Tate or Brock at quarterback, or or maybe if they get some stud who wants to come in transfer wise, but I, I would expect it to be a an internal quarterback for twenty four, mo- most likely. I, I I think at this point, I mean, we're kind of wildly speculating here, but anyway. Um, that's a nice comforting feeling to know that you're going to have some veteran guys in the tight end room going forward to allow your younger guys to continue to develop. And that's, uh, I think it really speaks kind of the culture too, that, that Mike's trying to build, you know, to, to be able to hold on to some younger guys to allow them to develop, to, to you know, make sure your high school kids have the time to develop. So yeah, um, I'm excited about this bell all over the formation, Morlock and, and biscuit as your sort of more inline type guys. Maybe sometimes they're on the field at the same time. Maybe sometimes they're not. Uh, I'm I'm really excited to see what they're going to be able to do with this unit. You got anything else on tight ends? Excited, 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 man. Good, good group. Excited to see what they do with them. Totally. All right. 